0: and firemen will tell you, not because you know you get to ride in the car with the sirens or the flashy red fire truck or the badges you get, but they actually have a heart and desire to want to do something greater than themselves. And we as believers have a call of duty also. And I think what we want to do is get to the point where we actually embrace the call that's been placed on our lives so that we can actually receive all that God has for us. So now, trust me. This is something that I'm very familiar with because I'm skilled and efficient at ignoring, turning, and running. These are things that I know very well about doing. Said, so Lord, I know what you told me to do, but see, I often suffer from the Jonah complex, and it's like, mm, mm, mm. not, not going to be it. You can swallow me up with a whale. I'm not that guy. Like, I, I'm, Lord, I'm not Peter. I'm not Paul. I'm Jonah. I'm Moses. I stammer and stutter. Like, I'm not your guy. I said, but no, you have a call on your life. And it's up to you to embrace that. I said, okay, Lord, show me, show me, show me. What's bigger, what's grander than myself for your purpose? You have this purpose also. And all of you know it. You just choose not to do or listen. So, hmm. So today we ask the simple question, what's your call of duty? So God, tell me, what, what should I do? How can I impact the kingdom the most? Yes. So just do what I called you to do. Yes. See, because not everybody is going to be Cruffalo Dollar. That's right. Not everybody is going to be Bishop Jakes. That's right. Not everybody is going to be Marilyn Hickey. Not everybody is going to be Kenneth Copeland. Right. No one is going to be Kenneth Aiken. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. That's right. But... I can be Dave, that's right. and you can be Davida, and you can be Dennis, and you can be Kim, and you can be Pat. If we h- adhere to God's plan. That's right. So, Lord, I want to have a zeal for you and a zest for this life that you've called me to live. And I want to make sure that I'm not doing anything that's going to hinder the impact that I have on this planet. Yes. Not for me, but for you before he decided to ascend into heaven, he gave you clear marching orders that I want you to take over this world yes. for me by just being you. Yes. And I think so many times we confuse what that really means. So let's dig into that a little bit. Let's dig into that. So in terms of our call of duty, here are three basic orders that every believer is given. We've all been called to do this. Every single one of us. So this is not a matter of cross-pollination or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. These are three basic things that we all should be doing as believers. Okay? First, you're called to believe. That's why you're called believers. Let's go real fast to Acts chapter 16. We go to Acts 16. Let's go to verse 30. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified Bible as soon as I get it. And he brought them out of the dungeon and said, Men, what is it necessary for me to do that I may be saved? Now, this is Paul and Silas that have been thrown into jail. The jailer is now asking them, Hey, what do I need to do? And the response here is pretty simple. And they answered, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, give yourself up to him, take yourself out of your own keeping and entrust yourself into his keeping and you will be saved. And this applies both to you and your household as well. I like this here, this definition of believing. See, because we, we know what it, what it means to believe, to take something as fact, rock solid, to entrust that information that's given. But here, saying belief is giving yourself away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you say you believe in something? Mm-hmm. Then erase yourself completely right. and thrust all that you have into what you say you believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's- so if I'm a believer, then I need to erase Dave completely. And all that needs to be left is the mission that he called me and my 100% participation in what he told me to do. See, the call of duty for your life requires you to give up of yourself. So, Lord, hmm, do do I really want to do that? And I think that's the question a lot of us ask. Lord, I want to be an individual. And trust me, I know something a little bit about that's. That's why people get tattoos, because they want to set themselves apart. Trust me, I got plenty. That's why people wear the hair that they do, why they dress the way, because they want to be an individual. They want to stand out from the crowd. So what he's saying is, you know what? I don't care about all of that. I don't care about your individuality. Mm -hmm. I care about your heart, and you giving it up to me. That's right. Let's go real fast, and I'll show you an example. Of someone unwilling to do this. And it's a shame. And it's such a shame that this guy didn't catch the revelation when it was given. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew 19. Wow, open right up to it. That's nice. Matthew 19 verse 16 talks about the rich young ruler. Now, the jailer says, what do I have to do to be saved? I want to be just like you guys. What do I have to do? Mm He says, hey, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give of yourself completely and entrust all that you have and all that you are to him, That's right. then I will save you and your household. That's right. See, I like that part. He yeah. said, because I understand what it means to give all that you have. He said, so let me give you an incentive. If you do this for me, I will bless you here and all that you come into contact with because you've decided to give yeah. to me. Right. So the rich young ruler, teacher, What excellent, perfectly, and essentially good deed must I do to possess eternal life? That seems like a pretty straightforward answer or a question. And he said, why do you ask me about the perfectly and essentially good? There's only one who is good, perfectly, and essentially God. If you would enter into the life, you must continually keep the commandments. All right. I can follow some rules. That's cool. Got some rules out. I can do that. And he said, well, what sort of commandments? Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Honor your father, your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. That's right. I'm like, all right, well, that's a little sketchy because my neighbor's kind of a kook, but that's all right. That's fine. The young man said, I have observed all these from my youth. What still do I lack? So I followed all of this. What do I lack? Well, if you'd be perfect, that is, have that spiritual maturity. Which accompanies self-sacrificing character. Go and sell what you have and give to the poor, and you'll have riches in heaven. And come be my disciple. Side with my party and follow me. Now, but when the young man heard this, he went away sad. Oh, he was grieved and was distressed. My man started stressing out. Do you know what I've done to accomplish this? You you want to give it away. For he had great possessions. Now, we don't really know what could have happened to the rich young ruler. He could have been the man. He could have been. He could have been the greatest apostle. But you will never know because he decided that he wanted to keep just a little bit back and not give all to receive all. Now, the thing that I just don't understand and I have a hard time wrapping my mind around is that you say you believe in God and that you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, yeah. that died for your sins, that gave up all that he was and has for you. A terrible, terrible person who did terrible, terrible things, redeemed you back into his family because he loved you. Yeah. And at that knowledge... You decide, well, Lord, that wasn't enough for me to give up of all of me so that I can have all of you. So maybe we'll just agree to disagree. And the rich young ruler went on his way. He may have been very, he very well could have been a productive person, but I seriously doubt that. But he could have been even more or greater than himself. He could have rung that bell And answered that call of duty And he could have been Who knows But when the rubber met the road And says I want you to believe I want you to trust in me And trust me with who you are If you do that I'll grant you far beyond what you could think Or imagine He chose to not to give of himself He chose really bad It's not even a poor choice That's a terrible choice So he'll never know what it's like to flourish in that vineyard that God wanted him to be in. He will have come that close to receiving the overflow in his life. But because he decided to hold just a little bit back, he missed out on everything. So, so, you know, when I think about it, Lord, you call me to believe. All right, I'll do it. I will give of myself completely over to you because I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss not a single thing that you have for me. Because of my own pride? No, let's erase pride. Right. Because of my stubbornness? No, let's kick stubbornness out the door. Right. Because of my stick, stiff-neckedness? Mm. <laughs> eh, nope, not going to do it. Wow. So no, I'm not going to do it. Because it's not worth losing out on what you have for me. As a believer, it's not worth letting unbelief creep into my heart because I know what you have for me. Yes. Right. It's not worth it. What right. would you call me to be a believer? So I want to believe. Yes. And not believe in just name only, but actually believe. Now, we talk about that scripture all the time. We believe, therefore we speak. Yeah. And we even sing the song and we tear the walls down. That's so, right. And that's great. Said so, Because if you actually believe what God said about you, yeah. then you would speak those things out of your own mouth that's true. with it's conviction true. in your heart yes. yeah. so that you can become that person that he says you should be. That's right. Instead of just a catchy church song, mm-hmm. it should actually become who you are. Yeah. I do believe I have given myself completely away to him. I have let him come into my heart. I do entrust him with my life. And because of that, I will speak of his goodness, of his glory, of his grace, of his mercy. And I will speak of the endless, boundless blessings that I receive from him because I believe. Because I believe. So that's a very basic, basic order. Matthew. Matthew. 28, 16 through 20, we already read it. This is the second thing that he wants you to do is spread the gospel. It says, I have all authority in heaven and earth be given to me. And all I want you to do is believe this word and tell everyone else and live a life that shows that I am still alive and still can do the impossible. Now, this verse is very funny. Because he appeared to the eleven. Right. Yeah. And even in this group, mm-hmm. it says they worshiped him and some doubted. Yeah, still. That's right. Still. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now they've been with my man from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end. I've seen him crucified, seen the whole thing holes in the hands, piercing in the side, have seen miracles. I mean, miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Like people raised from the dead stuff. Stuff that they write down in history books or, say, Bibles. They witnessed. And yet they still doubted. Ought not to be so. See, and they doubted because they were fearful of actually answering the call of duty for their life. I mean, I know it's tough. To get to that point, said, so, Lord, what you're asking me to do seems impossible yeah. But if I believe you, then I'm okay with that. All right. Because it's not my job to make the impossible possible. that's your job. My job is yeah. just to act out and believe what you said is actually what you said yeah. and put that into motion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The reason why, and you know, and, and I, I asked the Lord I said, we talk about only believe. For a long time. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Please, I get it. And you know what? I didn't really get it until this morning. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. See, belief, and I'm sorry if I'm coming to the party late, and trust me, I, I am and I'll admit that. So belief is so essential because without it, then nothing else in your life will work. That's right. Belief was so important that it is the first thing that God commanded you to do to become saved yes. was just believe. Yes. He didn't say you had to do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. Yeah, no. He didn't say stand on your head or say 10 Hail Marys or a sacrifice a lamb or do any of that stuff. No, yes. All he said was just believe. Yes. Believe that Jesus died for your sins and is capable of giving you eternal life. Yeah. Yeah. Just believe. That's all I want you to do. I said, okay. I get it. It's so simple, but yet the hardest thing for us as believers to do. So, Lord, I don't want to be the guy that doubted you. I don't want to be one of your 11 and actually saw you that broke bread with you, that slept, woke up, walked, talked, interacted with you on a daily basis and still doubt you. I don't want to be that guy. You gave me my marching orders. You said, believe. And spread the gospel, fine. I will do that. That's right. Because this is how I make an impact for you. Yes. And if I tend to this in my portion of the vineyard, my vineyard will flourish. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if my vineyard flourishes, then it's an overflow. Yes. And if I do that, then I'm starting to affect other people. That's yes. right. If mm-hmm. I just believe in his word yes. and not doubt oh, and put it into execution. I mean, we said it before that we are not just hearers, but we're doers of the word also. Yes. I said, man, you know what, Lord, that's great. I said, yes, I want to do that. Yes. See, and so if you call me to believe, I'll believe. And you want me to spread the gospel, that's fine. I said, and here's the third thing. Here is the third thing that you don't want to hear. Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40. I'm not even going to tell you what it is before we get there. just going to read it. Just going to read it. And this, this is the third order in your marching orders, in your call to duty. And this will become more specific and get more detailed as you decide to spend more time with God. So, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind. Just to pat it back to that love thing. And this is the great and first commandment. Yes. And the second is like unto it that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Said so now, when you put all of these in context with each other, and you put them all in conclusion, said, yes. so what he wants you to do is believe in who he is right. and what he did for you. And you believe to the point that you have no problem in spreading this gospel to other people and living a life that he called you to do. That's right. And what he will do, thirdly, is if you continue to walk in this love walk, mm-hmm. it will protect you in living out your life from this day forward. All right. We think of love in two dimensions, almost like a light switch. It's either on or it's off. Mm-hmm. When actually love is a three-dimensional object. Which means you can touch it, you can feel it, you can examine it. I mean, the Bible talks about it, you know, plummets depths, yeah. its heights. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually something that should be put on, mm-hmm. like a cloak or a nice snuggie. <laughs> so if you do these things, said so it's going to insulate you from not, I understand, I got you, from not receiving all that I have for you. Yeah said, because if you do this, it's an insurance policy that you will get to that desired place that he wants you to go. So when she threw out John today, I'm like, doggone it, you all right. But this is what has to happen. For your vineyard to flourish, yes. these three basic things need to be done. Yes. see because he, he hasn 't even started talking to you about your billion dollar idea yet. Right. see, and if you haven 't heard what your billion dollar idea is yet is because we haven 't mastered order one, two, or three and it 's important that we learn these three lessons yeah. because he 's trying to get you to a place that you can 't even imagine. Right. He's trying to get you to a place where people will stand in awe of how God has blessed you. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. He wants to put you into a place where people will stop what they're doing, and get out of their cars, yeah. or stop their work, or yeah. stop walking by your house to come knock on your door. Yeah. How yeah. did this happen? Yeah. And our response will be, this is the Lord's work. And it is marvelous in He wants you to stop playing around with your life that he made his son sacrifice so you could enjoy. Stop playing around. right. So said, I want you to throw off everything else and embrace this life. He so said, this is what I have for you. Can I borrow you for a second? It is important that we master these three things because we want to be good workers. Stand right there. Now, when you go into the Army, you are outfitted with gear. This is going to be your gear today, okay? It's kind of apropos that it's in camouflage. It's pretty nice. Didn't really plan that, but okay. So here, this is your equipment you are now free. That's pretty light, right? Yeah. Pretty light. You could probably walk around here and do pretty, pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, listen, I need you to go and do that land. That's what I want you to do. Those are your marching orders. And you will just be able to walk over there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You can start walking. Now she believes in the plan. She knows that that's going to be a good place over there. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. i what you can stop. Now she's headed in that direction. Her hands are free, able to do whatever. The moment we decide to allow doubt, unbelief, and our love walk goes out the door. Here, hold that. Now, that's going to be hard for you to do anything. And let's, now this is just in your hand. See, your, your unbelief has just gotten in your hands and it's stopping your hands from moving, even though still in your head, you know, hey, you know, I want to get to my promised land. Right. See, but now we're going to take that unbelief because you've been carrying it around so long and it's not just in your hands now. Oh. It's in your heart. Now, you still want to get to that promised land mm-hmm. and the unbelief has now gotten you to the point where it's hard for you to walk. See, and now unforgiveness has decided to join the party. Now you are weighted down mm-hmm. to the point where you are now ineffective, and you are not in your beginning place, and you're not in your wealthy place. Mm-hmm. You are stuck in the middle, not receiving anything. I can't let this. I got dragged. You can sit back down. <laughs> not receiving anything from God. And what he wants is for you to throw off these weights. Said, get them out of your life. See, because with those weights on you, you can't be effective and productive at anything. See, and when you have that in your heart, when you have that unforgiveness and that unbelief and that doubt in your heart, it stunts your growth. But if I hand you this word, and this word is in your heart, see, that's a light thing. And that goes wherever you want to go. And that will help you get to that place. And what he wants for you today is to answer that call. He wants you to not shirk back at the greatness that he has for you. He doesn't want you to have the Jonah complex. He wants you to be encouraged today. He wants you to move forward today. He wants you to get to that place that he is already predestined for you to go. That's right. He's not making us up on the fly. No, that's good. He already knows this is where you should yeah, be. Yes. And he's trying to get you to the place where you should be. Yes. Yes. Will you allow him to do that today? Yes. Yes. Will you allow him to do that yes. today? Will off. you throw off or you cast off all of the other dreck yes. that will hold you down yes. so that you can actually receive from God? Stand in your feet. When you get a minute, read Hebrews 12 and 1, and it talks about throwing off all of these weights that so easily beset us. So throw them off, cast them aside, so that you can no longer be sidetracked from this call that God has put on your life. So now we are just talking basic information. Today was just basic boot camp. The more time you spend with him, the more finite that that action plan for you is going to become. And at some point, it has to go from just talking about it to actually being about it. And when you embrace this plan for your life fully, then you will not be stopped That's right. I like to think in terms of just clear and black and white if God said do this then do it yeah. yes. because the worst thing that could happen the very worst thing that could happen is that it actually turns out the way he said That's yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. that is the worst thing that could happen yeah. the worst thing Oh, God told me to do it? All right, well, okay. That's right. Well, God told me to do it. That's right. well, why'd you do it? Well, God he told, told me it. to. He told me to. Right. I don't care about anything else. He told me to go, so I'm going to go. Right. So we're kicking the Jonah complex out. That's right. So, Lord, I'm not going to shirk back from the call that you have on my life. That's right. I'm not going to try to run and hide from you by the way, he's God. He's all knowing, all seeing. There's not a single place you can go that he will not know where you are. If he knows all the numbers of the hairs on your head, do you really think that you could hide from him? No. So instead of hiding, let's run towards him. Instead of shirking back, Lord, I, I, I want to embrace you. I want everything that you have for me. That's right. Everything. Heavenly Father, We stand here today giving you praise, glory, and honor. Lord, we thank you for the call of duty that you've placed on our lives today. Lord, we will be, we will be who you called us to be. We will completely trust you. We believe in your will, your word, your way. We completely erase ourselves today and entrust all that we have to you. Lord, we want to be in that wealthy place, that place that you've planted us, that place that you desire for us to go. And from this day forward, Lord, we will do everything Everything, we can to be obedient to that plan, so that we can receive all that you have for us. Lord, we thank you for giving us a hunger and a thirst for you. Not because of just the things that you can give us, but just because of who you are, Lord. We thank you for that. Lord, we want to serve you with no ulterior motives. We just want to serve you to serve you. Lord, we want to thank you for how you are going to make us impactful for you today, Lord. We thank you for it right now. We call it all done in our lives today. We thank you and we call it all done. Everything, every single thing will work out for us because you have desired it so. Because we are your good stewards, because we are your children, you will make sure that we have a life of prosperity from this day forward. We thank you. We call it all done in Jesus' name and through your blood. Amen. 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 Amen.